millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Congratulations, true crime addicts. It's the Ides of July. It is July 15, 2022. And I've got some of the top true crime stories in the world for you, constant listener, by me, James Renner. Ding! Uh, <laughs> how are you? Are you getting through the summer? Uh, I... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go on vacation here in about a week. I have one more true crime this week before vacation, and then I'm going to give you a special presentation while I'm on vacation. So I don't have to log in. I'm going to I'm not going far. I'm going up to Michigan on Lake Erie. Uh and I'm not going to tell you where because <laughs> last summer I went to the Outer Banks and I posted a picture of the place that we were staying. Which was just a rental house, and I didn't even post the address or anything. And some dude showed up at our rental uh, threatening me because of my coverage on the Maura Murray case. So I'm not going to tell you where I'm going, just somewhere on Lake Erie in Michigan. Um, but I'm excited for this. Uh, so we're going to have one more week, and then there's going to be a special presentation. I'm going to give you something to listen to while I'm on vacation and then when we come back here's the exciting announcement august 5th the august 5th show will be here for you you can listen to it as a podcast or you can watch it on youtube i'm starting a youtube channel for a true crime this week i've i've built a studio over the last couple months and uh, uh i'm excited to show it to you so you'll get to see my uh, <laughs> you'll get to see my mug if you want, and you can you can watch it too. So uh, exciting things are coming up. This just keeps we're growing here. That's what true crime this week is all about. Get a little bigger every week. That's what she said. 
Okay, I've got some top stories from around the world here, uh, and coincidentally or not, the top story is from right here in Ohio. I'm here in Akron. My studio's in Akron, Ohio, by the way. Gerson Fuentes, 27-year-old man, was arrested this week and charged with the rape of a 10-year-old girl from Columbus, Ohio. Now, this sort of thing, unfortunately, happens every day in major cities across the United States. So why am I bringing it to you? What makes this case stand out? Well, if you've been following the uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade in the United States, you might have heard the story about a 10-year-old girl from Columbus, Ohio, who had to travel to Indiana in order to get uh, an abortion after she was raped. This is the guy, police say, who raped her. Um, by the way, she's 10 years old, but she was 9 years old when she was impregnated, which blows my fucking mind because I have a daughter who's 9 years old, and it's just... Uh, I mean, it's it's a tragedy to think that this is even possible, but here we are. So, um, and many of these details come through a an article from the Columbus Dispatch, and this all started when a the Indiana doctor who was part of this procedure, I believe, spoke to a newspaper. She was the single source. And for a while, that was the only source we had on this story. And the big headline was, 10-year-old girl from Ohio must travel to Indiana in order to obtain an abortion because of a rape. Now, we have, in Ohio, we have major cities. I'll start with C. Cleveland, Columbus, and Cincinnati. And in those cities where the majority of the population lives, heavily Democratic. But the Republican legislature has gerrymandered our district so much that Republicans control the state, and we flipped red a long time ago. So we have this Republican Attorney General, Dave Yost, and he's been on uh, Twitter and social media saying that this girl doesn't exist and that the liberal media made it up. Here's a quote from him. Quote, We have regular contact with prosecutors and local police and sheriffs, not a whisper anywhere of this girl. And he doubled down just this week in an interview with USA Today, and quote said, More likely this is a fabrication. End quote. This girl did not exist. Jim Jordan is a representative from the state of Ohio at the national level, uh, one of the guys that helped cover up the Ohio State University um, sexual abuse scandals. Uh, Jim Jordan also questioned the legitimacy of this 10-year-old girl's story. Of course, both of them knew that if this 10-year-old story was true, she could not come out and say it. Her family would not want to come out and say it, and they didn't want to identify her. 
But then Ohio police on Wednesday arrested Gerson Fuentes for the crime, thereby legitimizing this 10-year-old girl's story. Jim Jordan immediately deleted his tweet. Yost celebrated online. Now, why would a guy who said this was a fabrication to begin with, why would he be celebrating online? Well, the story has everything, because Fuentes is an undocumented immigrant. So this works very well for the Republicans all of a sudden. It's less about Roe v. Wade for them now and more about the dangers of letting undocumented undocumented immigrants into the country. This story is America in a nutshell, and it's still developing. Um, Very big story, so you should be following. Fuentes uh, was a judge set a $2 million bond, as if he could pay that. Um, By the way, I want to get to the idea of the United States version of bonding out of a crime because it's one of those ways that uh, keeps the poor people poor and the rich people rich. Uh, it And it, it, the bond system shouldn't exist. So for a $2 million bond, he would have to post, what is that, $200,000 in order to get out. Uh, he's not going to do that, I wouldn't think. So check that out because it's, it's going to be a big story week by week. It's got everything for both sides, unfortunately. Hopefully this 10-year-old girl can move on with her life and do something wonderful. There's still no verdict this week in the Brittany Griner case. Everybody should be following this case, too. Who is, you ask, who is Brittany Griner? Let me tell you. Brittany Griner is a professional basketball player for the WNBA. She plays for the Phoenix Mercury. She's also a two-time Olympic gold medalist. You should know her name, Brittany Griner. What's going on? Well, she traveled to Russia in February to play for against their Premier League. That's the Russian version of the WNBA. Well, when she flew into Russia... The uh, Russian police searched her bag, and they found a marijuana vape cartridge in her luggage and promptly arrested her. Coincidence or not, this was a week before the war with Ukraine started. A little background on Brittany Griner. She came out as a lesbian in an article in Sports Illustrated way back in 2013, And when she got her Nike endorsement deal, it was the first time ever that the company signed with an openly gay athlete. Russia, ever since her arrest, has been using her as a pawn against Western sanctions. We've put many sanctions on them because of their war in Ukraine. And she's just a pawn in this whole thing. Uh, It reminds me in some ways of the Amanda Knox case, young woman who went to a foreign country with the best intentions and got pulled into an international 
scandal, and we need to get her out. Uh, this I can't help but thinking that this story would be much bigger if she were a man. Could you imagine? Could you imagine if Russia had detained LeBron James? This would I I can't imagine like she would not be there. We would have invaded. <laughs> we would have invaded by now. Griner pleaded guilty, by the way. And if found guilty and sentenced, she could face a possible sentence of 10 years in Gulag. Now, it's not like a prison in the United States where Martha Stewart would go. This is like Russia prison. You've seen str the, the latest season of Stranger Things? That's a Russian prison. She'll have to fight the Demogorgon or something. Uh, Griner was in uh, Moscow court Thursday. There was a hearing. They could not figure out the verdict. There's another hearing today. Hopefully, you know, I, I, I'm not holding my breath here. Um, I don't think it's going to go well, but what Russia's going to do is use her as a bargaining chip. So hopefully we can get her out through other means. She wrote a letter to Biden which CNN posted. I'm going to quote here just a little portion of it. Quote, I realize you're dealing with so much, but please don't forget about me and the other American detainees. Please do all you can to bring us home, Griner wrote. I voted for the first time in 2020, and I voted for you. I believe in you, and I still have so much good to do with my freedom that you can help restore. Wishing Brittany Griner a safe return. The final story in the top stories this week before we get to cold case updates. And there are some crazy cold case updates this week. I got to tell you about the latest in the Alex Murdoch saga. Uh, and let me go on record. Alex Murdoch, I believe, is like possessed or something. Have you seen his eyes? They're like... They're like doll's eyes, like a shark's eyes, like a great white's eyes. Like there's no soul going on there. They're, it's creepy. Go and <laughs> check them out on Google. It's creepy. Um, the news this week is on Thursday morning of this week, Murdaugh was indicted finally for the murders of his wife, Margaret, and their 22-year-old son, Paul. This according to... A report from CNN. Who is Alex Murdaugh, you, you ask me? Buckle the fuck up, because this story is crazy. You know that family in succession on HBO? I love that, that show. Well, the Murdaugh family was kind of like that in South Carolina. So think of succession. Mix in some Mountain Dew. Some hillbilly sensibility. And you get the Murdoch clan. This is a family of powerful, powerful prosecutors um, in South Carolina going way back to 1920. Alex Murdoch was a lawyer also in the family tradition. He had two kids, Paul and Buster, and his wife Maggie. Their troubles started 
back in February 2019, that's when Paul was operating a boat that crashed into a bridge, killing a young woman named Mallory Beach. His blood alcohol at the time was .286, nearly three times the legal limit. But he was not handcuffed or anything because of the family. Ultimately, though, he was charged with three felonies, and he was awaiting trial. Now, because of that court case, Maggie, Alex's wife, decided to take account of their financials to figure out if they could afford the defense for this trial. Bad idea, Maggie. Because shortly after, she started looking into the family's financials. This is taking you to July 7th, 2021. Both Maggie and Paul were shot to death at the family's hunting lodge. It was Alex who discovered the bodies. And when police asked him where he was at the time of the murders, he said, oh, I was, I was with my mother. Uh, you know, she has dementia. She probably doesn't even remember that I was there. Police were like, what the fuck? And they started looking into Alex Murdoch's past. And that's when they noticed that uh, Alex's housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, had died in a strange trip-and-fall accident. Her sons were awarded half a million dollars in a settlement, but Alex uh, never paid. Back to those finances, Alex was caught mishandling funds in his law firm to the tune of several millions of dollars. This brings us to September 2021, just last year. Alex pulled, uh, he was driving down the road, and he pulled off the road to change a flat tire. Somebody came up to him and shot him in the head. But he survived. Police looked into that crime and found out that it wasn't a random crime. Alex himself had hired a hitman to kill himself. His plan to give money to his surviving son, Buster. But it didn't work out, and he lived. There's much more to the story, which you have to catch up on. There's a great podcast called The Murdaugh Murders you should be listening to if you're at all interested. Anyways, he was indicted this week finally for his wife and son's murder. Why, you ask? Well, it turns out the police have pretty good evidence. They have Paul's phone. Seems he had recorded video and audio. He's got audio of Alex talking to his mother, Alex's wife, around the time of the murders at that hunting uh, property. It has a time stamp that places him there. So, very fortuitous on Paul's part, just like that Delphi case where they caught the killer on that uh, Snapchat video. So, uh, he... What a what a crazy! It's like an episode of uh, Fargo or something. But check that out, Murdaugh murders Alex Murdaugh. That's the top stories of this week. Hey, I'll be right back in two and two with some cold case updates, including the Moore Murray case, and uh, they've solved the the Nadine Madger case. You're gonna want to hear about this. I'll be right back in two and two.
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And we're back with Buck Rogers in the 25th century starring Gil Gerard. Hey, uh, look, have you tried Silk City hot sauce yet? I'm going to tell you about it again. You got to try it. Seriously, give it, just make a little order. Listen to your Uncle James. He knows what he's talking about. Silk City hot sauce is made in small batches in the state of Vermont with locally grown peppers. They have many varieties to choose from. There's mild sauces like Aztec Attack and Maple Chipotle. Medium blends like Badass Jew and Mango Madness. And there's also some that are just plain hot, like Climate Change. And then if you want to sign a waiver or something, you can try the Ghost Whisper. Uh, Also, check out their new Bloody Mary Mixer. Super potent. It features tomato, horseradish, habanero, and pickles in a sauce called... Fired Up, that features farm-fresh carrots, apples, and habaneros and mangoes. Every flavor of Silk City Hot Sauce comes with original comic book artwork. You're going to want to feature these. You're going to want to wash them out and hang them on your shelf. 
They look awesome. Hey, if you order today, use my coupon code CRIME, C-R-I-M-E, and you'll get a 15% discount off your order. SilkCityHotSauce.com Got your cold case updates right here. Oh my gosh, we're talking about the Maura Murray case. Um, you know, every time I think I'm going to leave, they pull me back in. There was a huge search for Maura Murray this week, conducted by the New Hampshire Department of Fish and Wildlife, I believe. Fish and Game. Fish and Game Department. They, I, I think they had like 100 people searching this week. They searched in the area of Landaff and Easton, New Hampshire. Why is that important? Well, um, Moore Murray, as, as you probably know. Do I need to make a summary of this? She was a University of Massachusetts um, Amherst. Uh, student, nursing student, who disappeared in 2004 in the White Mountains of New Hampshire. She's the subject of my book, True Crime Addict. I don't know why I'm talking like Jeff Goldblum all of a sudden, but uh, you should check out the story in the book. Um, they searched Landaff in Easton. Why is that important? Well, she, when she disappeared, she got into a single-car accident on the side of the road of Route 112 in Bath, New Hampshire, and Landaff and Easton are about five miles to the east. This is going under the assumption that Mora, after the accident, walked into the woods in the foothills of Mount Washington and continued on further than anybody has searched before. Now, it's Friday. We have not had an announcement that they've found anything. I don't think they've found anything. I would love for this case to be resolved one day. After writing the book, after researching this case for the last 12 years, I am under the impression, if I were to place money on it, that Moore is probably deceased, but murdered by somebody she knew and trusted. I still hold out hope, though. I'm about 60-40. still hold out hope that she's alive and well and started a new life somewhere. Uh, but the leading theory online is that she walked away from the accident and succumbed to the elements, and her body is out there in the White Mountains area yet to be found. Here's another cold case update for you. In February 1999, the body of a six-year-old African-American boy was found in the woods of DeKalb County, Georgia. It's outside of Atlanta. Police have been trying to identify him ever since. Back in 2019, they used a forensic artist to do a facial reconstruction. Didn't get any decent leads from that, though. But then this week... DeKalb County authorities arrested 45-year-old Teresa Bailey Black and ID'd the boy as her son, William Deshaun Hamilton. 
seems that a friend of Teresa's grew suspicious years ago when Teresa left Charlotte, North Carolina with her kid, William, then came back without him and gave various explanations about what had happened to him. DNA work by Bodie Technology confirmed his identity, William Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, and speaking of genetic genealogy, which this fits in a little, little bit with, there's a huge update right here in Northeast Ohio on the Nadine Madger case. If you're unfamiliar with this case, it was kind of a big deal around here about 40 years ago. January 11th, 1980. Nadine Madger was 25 years old. Her husband came in and she was living in Willoughby, Ohio, which is kind of a, um, it's a small workaday blue collar community on the east side of Cleveland. And you might, if you know the word Willoughby at all, it's from a classic Twilight Zone episode. Uh, Rod Serling was from, or at least attended school in Ohio and had passed through Willoughby at some point. It's very quaint. Anyways, 1980, 25-year-old Nadine Madger. Her husband came home and found his wife stabbed over 40 times. Her, their uh, six-year-old son was alive and well in his playpen nearby. Nothing was stolen. What is the motive here? What happened? It's a big case. Just a couple years ago, a an Ohio prison inmate by the name of Donnie Soakey confessed to Nadine Madger's murder. This nonprofit that I am a part of, the Porchlight Project here in Ohio, we started looking into this case a couple years ago. We discovered that Parabon Nanolabs was already working genetic genealogy for the Willoughby Police Department. Luckily, they had a DNA, DNA profile already. They had found blood on Nadine Madger's shirt. And that blood came from a man who had not been identified. They put the profile into CODIS, no match, which meant he had never gotten into trouble. He had never been arrested for a felony since then. Well, the police announced just this Wednesday that genetic genealogy had linked one Stephen J. Simcak to the crime. Simcak, S-I-M-C-A-K. And just like they suspected, Simcak had no criminal history. He was not a suspect. They'd never even thought to look at him. He had lived in Eastlake at the time, which neighbors Willoughby, Ohio. And they looked into him. He, he worked at Lincoln Electric back in 1980 when Nadine Madger was stabbed to death. And they found that in the like 30-year career he had at Lincoln Electric, he only called in sick one day. The very day that Nadine Madger was stabbed to death. Unfortunately, Simcac died in 2018 at the age of 73, never answered to his crimes. 
Willoughby police are asking anyone with information to come forward, contact them immediately. They're trying to figure out the why of this. They know who now. They still don't know why. Now back to Donnie Soki, who confessed to this crime a couple years ago. He's still in prison, by the way. He was, he's been in prison since 1987. All of his life, practically. And I believe he's also falsely confessed to the double murders of Philip and Dorothy Porter from Shaker Heights in 1985. And also the murder of Karen Lespina in Eastlake. I don't think he's a murderer at all. So if you're interested in the bigger story behind this, I have written about Donnie Soki. You can find it on my website, jamesrenner.com. I wrote this longer article about a year ago called Little Liars Everywhere that kind of talks about Donnie and my efforts to get him out of prison. So this is a, a good step in that direction. We have closure in the Madger case. We've proven that, that Soki has confessed to crimes he did not commit. This is, uh, this is a developing larger story. Hopefully you're paying attention. In other genetic genealogy news, I got to tell you about this case from 2014 when a railroad worker, railroad worker, discovered a man's body in a utility shed near the tracks in Rosemont, Minnesota. It seemed that this man who who had, who had died had been living in the shed for a while. And the coroner out there uh, ruled the death undetermined due to the state of decomposition. They wanted to give this man his uh, identity back. They wanted to find out who he was. And in 2006, they did facial reconstruction, but didn't get any real leads. A funeral was held for him in 2017. Then in 2019, authorities began working with, who would have guessed it, Parabon Nanolabs home of one C.C. Moore, friend of the show. And genetic genealogy led to another mystery. Uh, seems that the body that was found in Rosemont, Minnesota, belongs to one James Everett, 48-year-old, intelligent computer geek from Coshocton, New York, quite a ways from home there. He went missing in September 2013. He left his house. He was supposed to go on a work trip. But instead, he left his keys in the mailbox and simply disappeared. A couple weeks later, a state trooper in Montana found James Everett at a rest stop, realized he was a missing person. And at the time, James said that he was having problems at work wanted to leave his life, and just kept driving. In the meantime, his wife never stopped looking for him. So at least she's been able to find the ending of that story, find some amount of closure. But wait, what a weird story. Like, I think that's... I mean, it's in the back of our heads, right? The fantasy to just light out into the territories and reinvent yourself few of us ever do that 
by the way. I've always wondered if Moore Murray is one of those people. But here James Everett succeeded, but that adventure never seems to last long. He died in a shack next to a railroad in Rosemont, Minnesota. Uh, moving on to... I got some weird news for you this week. Oh my God, this story. I love it. Love everything about it. Other than the fact that, you know, we're dealing with a deceased person here. Uh, so, last week, a 40... Uh, I'm sorry, a 52-year-old man named Jimmy Knighton was murdered in Oklahoma. Now, murders happen every day. But Knighton's was... Um, a little different. The motive's a little strange. See, Jimmy was fishing with his friend Larry Sanders. Not, no, no, no. Not that Larry Sanders. Not the Larry Sanders show, Larry Sanders. Different. Just some dude named Larry Sanders. In the uh, They were fishing in the South Canadian River in Oklahoma. Now, when I say fishing, I don't mean with a pole and some fishing line. No, 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 no. They were noodling. Now, if you're not from the United States, let me explain noodling. Noodling is when you walk into a river without any gear, and you put your hands into the river and, and reach under big rocks to try to find catfish. And when you find them, you shove your hand into their big mouth, and then another hand around them, and you pull them out, and that's noodling. That's how you catch fish with uh, noodling. So here's what happened. Jimmy, he was fishing, he was noodling, and he started hitting a tin bell in order to lure fish to the surface. Ringing this tin bell seems to agitate the catfish and bring them to the surface, now, he's ringing this bell in the middle of nowhere in Minnesota with his friend Larry Sanders. Now, Larry, once Jimmy starts ringing the bell, Larry's like, oh, what are you doing? Jimmy says, I'm just ringing this bell. I'm trying to bring the fish. And Larry's like convinced that Jimmy's ringing the bell to lure not the fish, but Bigfoot. See, Larry believed, he's a big believer in Bigfoot. He believes he lives in Minnesota. And he said he asked Jimmy to stop ringing the bell because he was afraid that it would lure Bigfoot and lure the Sasquatch to their location and kill them. So fearing for his life, Larry then strangled Jimmy and drowned him in the river. Um, should be noted that Larry was also under the influence of meth. So don't mix meth and fishing. Unfortunately, Jimmy drowned in the river, and now Larry's charged with murder. But at least Bigfoot didn't get him, I guess. So what's popular this week? What's the deal with uh, pop culture? Did you guys see the... Um, there's a new trailer out for an upcoming movie called She Said. It's about the New York Times reporters 
who won a Pulitzer for their articles on the Harvey Weinstein case. It's really cool. Check it out if you haven't seen it. And um, you should also be watching, there's, I mean, there's a ton of really good true crime documentaries right now. I'm Right now I'm watching, I'm catching up on The Staircase by my, my buddy Antonio Campos. Uh, but there's also sorts of good stuff out there. They've got the uh, the girl in the picture is the big true crime story of the week. So you should be watching that. The girl in the picture. Check it out. Uh, what about podcasts? Who are in the, the top podcasts? Let's check out Chartable.com, which logs the top podcasts in America. You know, it's your usual top ten. I'm not going to name them all, but we've got Crime Junkie and Morbid still fighting it out for number one. But I want to go down to some podcasts you might not have heard of. We're going to go all the way down to the 30s this week. I want to tell you about a couple podcasts that show up around the top 30 podcasts in America. One of them is called Badlands. Here's the write-up. Badlands is a true crime podcast that dives deep into the real stories of the famous at their most infamous. Hosted by Jake Brennan, each season explores the real-life crimes and scandalous careers of the world's most popular cultural figures. In an all-new season, he tells the stories of A-listers whose misdeeds and career lows are as unbelievable as some of their film's plot twists like the story of Sharon Tate, who was caught up in a strange scene long before members of the Manson family came along. That sounds cool. Uh, I also want to check out the Opportunist podcast I've not heard about yet. The Opportunist tells true stories of regular people who turn sinister by embracing opportunity. How does an everyday person turn into a thief, a scammer? Or a cult leader. Perhaps the most dangerous person is the one who appears the most normal. Perhaps there is a dark potential lurking inside all of us that is just waiting for the right opportunity to emerge. The opportunist, uh, opportunist is a cast original hosted by Hannah Smith. And um, personally, I do... Uh, subscribe to that from the most part the idea that any person in the right circumstances given the right opportunity can commit seriously messed up, <laughs> messed up crimes um i'm reminded of that movie what was that directed by sam raimi uh the with billy bob thornton and katie holmes and uh, it was it was a wonderful thriller. I know what it was. A Simple Plan. Great movie. About a handful, you know, three or four, like, blue-collar guys from Nowheresville who found a crashed airline. It was like a drug-running thing, and they took the cash that was inside. And then things fell apart from there. Check it out if you haven't already. Anyways, uh, Badlands and The Opportunist, if you're into true crime podcasts, check those out. 
And that's uh, that's true crime this week. And uh, we did it, guys. We survived the week. It is Friday. Cause to celebrate. And in the words of the incomparable Murray Saul, the godfather of Cleveland Radio, that means we got to. Well, I, I think we really do. We got to, got to, got to, got to. Gotta, 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 gotta. Gotta, 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 gotta. Gotta, gotta, gotta. Get down. True Crime This Week is a Fearful Symmetry production. Our theme music is Trash Town Boogie by Mr. Smith, used under a Creative Commons license for use in this show. All sources are listed in the liner notes at the end of this episode. If you like the cut of my jib, please check out my other podcast, Philosophy of Crime. Unless quoted directly from a source, all content should be considered the opinion of the host. That's me, James Renner. See you next week. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.